When I think about angels, I think about Jamie O'Neill right here on the Music Universe podcast with an exclusive performance of a new single. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. I am currently freezing my butt off (laughs) in Washington, D.C. in my apartment. No, I don't have. It's not that I don't have heat. We are, as we record this, in the middle of our CRS uh, Zoom interviews, mm-hmm. and I have a home studio, and my equipment, you want to keep your equipment cool, and we have three hours of, of work to do, so I'll have my studio live for three hours, which is a long time for me. So I woke up this morning, and about 10, at about 10.30, I got out of bed, I worked from my bed for about two hours, got out of bed, and I turned my air conditioning on to 59 degrees and it's still going i'll only turn it off when we start interesting that uh that's too cold for me thankfully the equipment i have doesn't overheat i mean it's on constantly well and it keeps me cool i have a i have a some 90 some odd watt like really really hot spotlight on me all the all time and actually, keeping cooling down the room does uh, does help with that. So yeah, does help with me overheating. So, but yes, I'll tell you what. Booking our guest today was like trying to find Atlantis. Uh, <laughs> we've been we've been working on this uh, for quite some time, uh, trying to book her to talk about her new album. I absolutely love her. Her name is Jamie O'Neill. Her songs you referenced this in the open. Uh, when I think about angels, trying to find Atlantis naive they're all still played on radio frantic all still played on classic country radio mm-hmm. and she couldn't have been uh, more chill it was really really awesome to talk to her yeah and she launched back in like 2001 with uh, back-to-back number ones it started with there is no arizona then when i think about angels and um, on the new album sometimes she actually re-recorded um four of her hits with some other artists. Now, I haven't heard it yet. I, I know you've got an advanced copy, so I got the advanced tell us about buddy. it. Oh, it rocks. It's awesome. It's the exact kind of style you would hope from Jamie O'Neill. Her tastes and what she wants to present have not changed. And then those four tracks, those four biggest hits, Trying to Find Atlantis, uh, When I Think About Angels, There Is No Arizona, and then one more that's escaping me. She's re-recorded them, and I think at least two of them have guests on them, and they're called the 2.0 versions. You gotta stay put after the interview because she gave us an exclusive version, uh, acoustic version of "Wreck Me." And if you're listening to this but want to see the video, head on over to our uh, socials um, at the Music Uni because we're gonna post uh, we're gonna post some of that. Up. Uh, I think the whole video will probably put up on the uh, YouTube version of the podcast, but uh, definitely hear and see a sneak peek of it on our socials and hear the full thing after this interview. So be sure to stick around. Jamie O'Neill, what an honor to have you. I have to tell you, your albums got me through the height of this pandemic, just rocking out to your music. How are you today? Oh, that's so sweet to hear. Thank you very much. I'm good. We have a lot of snow here in Nashville, so. You staying safe, staying We're, warm? I'm just enjoying the view. Yeah. You staying warm? I know some people, their pipes froze over. How how are you doing with, with the snow? Um, I You know, everything's fine. The, the heat is working, thankfully. I do feel bad for everybody who's had, you know, power outages, and Texas has been terrible. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so far mm-hmm. so good here. Are you snowed in or can you get around? Uh, no, we're not going out basically because of our driveway, but the roads um, are pretty good. They stay on the main roads, but in the neighborhoods, not so great. So we're just, you know, I got enough food on Friday just to kind of stay put for a while. So that's how long I've been in for. But you know what? I think we're all used to it by now, right? <laughs> a pandemic or weather keeping us home, right? I know, exactly. And yeah. no shows to play, so. When was your last show? When was your last show since you mentioned Um, that? It was in, I went out to Utah and played. Um, and uh, I've got a friend out there who has a music shop. And he was allowed to have like 25 people. So we did a socially distanced, careful show out there that was um it was very cool to play for for people again but what was funny is everybody had their masks on so if it was like sing it you know you can't see anything (laughs) okay with your mask on i can't tell if you're smiling if you like it if you're singing if you're and there was actually a comedian on too and he's like okay i can't even tell if you guys are laughing at my joke (laughs) <laughs> now is that something that you would consider doing more of or are you hoping we can just get back to normal and hold off till that happens yeah hoping things get back to normal i mean um i'm open to figuring out creative ways to continue on doing what i love to do and and playing live is, is like so much a part of you know, I mean, being in the studio is nice and recording is great and doing live streams and everything like that. And obviously writing songs on Zoom is okay. I don't love it, but um, it's, a, it's you know, feeling alive and, and having human interaction. It's like priceless, you know. And so I think everyone's just waiting for the world to go back because it just, just doesn't feel normal to isolate and you know, can be quite depressing, I think, to just kind of keep to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you are releasing new music. Uh, you have released new music during uh, during this time. Talk about uh, this, this new album. Well, that's been the one silver lining for me, is that it's given me enough time to focus on getting the album out, which it came out in October. And I think the guests mm-hmm. that I have on there, probably if they'd have been as busy as they would be in a normal year might not have had the time to join me on the songs that they did. So that's been a blessing. I've, you know, been so focused on that. It's taken away a lot of the, the doldrums, so to speak. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to have a new album out there because it's been way too long. I've been working with other people in the studio. And so I really took the time just to focus on myself and my own music. And we're going to have a deluxe version coming out this year as well. It's going to have some new songs on it as well. So looking forward to that. And um, just been working on some TV stuff and doing videos here and there. And, um, yeah, it's just it's nice to be able to put something out that people respond to. Yeah, and speaking of videos, uh, I just received from uh, you uh, an acoustic version of Wreck Me that's going to follow this interview. So we appreciate that. Really love the exclusive there. And uh, we're going to have that on our socials as well. uh, And the audio will air with this episode, too. So thank you for that. And uh, tell us about that song. I heard it's your second single. 
It um, is a song that I wrote with two other friends of mine, Rochelle Lene and Hannah Bethel, and the video is actually number 10 right now on TCN, the country network, which is awesome. Um, and it's a song about falling in love and just um, losing all inhibitions and not holding back. And so it's, it's a very cool song. I loved it the minute we wrote it, and it wasn't necessarily for me, but I called up the girls, and I'm like, I really want to cut this song, and they're like, yeah, go for it. So Another thing on this new record is that you have some guests to do some of your biggest hits, Trying to Find Atlantis. Uh, I absolutely love that new uh, new remix, I think with Sarah Evans, if memory yes. serves. Um, talk about the decision to include some of those older songs, some of those fan favorites in addition to the to the new to the new music. You know, it just seemed like the thing to do. Um, whenever you leave a, a record label, they make it so that you can't immediately re-record your hits, so you have to wait a while. Um, I think like with Taylor Swift coming out with her new stuff, you know, she had to wait a certain amount of time. And But it's it's kind of exciting to put it out there and have it be your own version um, that you have total control and ownership over because you can do anything with it, you know. And Sarah and I and Martina McBride, we, we toured together and have kept in touch over the years. And when I asked um, her, Sarah, to, thing on there she was like yes absolutely and it was so sweet i mean i think that song suits her voice so much it's a great premise i i absolutely it's just so tongue-in-cheek it's just so wonderful but i love songs about love that are also rockers so it's one of my one of my favorite songs of yours oh so thank really really love the re-record thank you i love that you call the the re-recordings 2.0 yes that was my husband's idea <laughs> great are you going to tour in support of this album What what's the plan headed into the late part of 21 and maybe even heaven forbid we have to wait this long 2022 what are your plans for getting back out there live and supporting the new record well shows are starting to trickle in um, I definitely am hoping that they stick and that more and more come in and that I can get back to a full time touring schedule um, pre-pandemic and especially with the new album coming I mean not coming out but new album out you want to be able to support it I think that's why a lot of artists put off putting in, out anything new but for me it was just mm -hmm. like okay this is the time to do it people are at home they can stream you know your music as much as they want and it seemed like that was it had been too long and I really wanted to put out The World Goes On because I feel like it was very fitting for what we were all going through. Yeah, it's definitely going to be great uh, when we can finally see shows and hopefully maskless so you guys can see how we're reacting to the music. See everybody sing along. Oh, thank you. I know. That would be fantastic. Now, you mentioned earlier you're working on some TV stuff. Is that anything you can uh, discuss yet or do we have to wait a little longer? Nothing really to speak of other than um, just trying to film a lot of different things and edit and get, you know, as much footage as we can of different elements of my life, you know, whether it's in the studio or hanging out with music friends and just um, really collecting that and, and editing, it, editing and see what we have, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now some people may not realize how many... Uh, 
songs you've written for some notable artists. I mean, we got Reba, Martina McBride, Leanne Rhymes, Cece Winan, so many people. Um, how does that feel when they cut your music like that? Is that something that you seek out, or do they just kind of come to you and like, hey, I really want that song? You know, it, when I had, um, uh, when I was writing a lot for myself and I'd have a song that I wasn't necessarily going to cut, usually it was someone that I knew, like maybe a friend of Reba's or, you know, in the Leanne Rhymes case, that was such a fluke because it was actually the fan club person who played that for Leanne because they were good friends. And my co-writer knew the fan club person. So it's kind of like a so-and-so knows so-and-so, you know, and that kind of thing. And then they, then the person hears it and, um, and they go, well, this would be great, you know, for so-and-so. And then the next thing you know, someone's got it on hold and then you're just, you know, cross fingers that they cut it. That's the way most of those things have gone down. The song that Cece Winans did, Tommy Sims was working with her and he co-wrote that song with me. So he played it for her. It was usually kind of an inside thing, connection somehow that, ends up being a fluke but it was amazing to have those cuts you know and um now without a, a publishing deal at the moment it's um it's harder because you know the the original days people would have pitch meetings all day long and nowadays too it's like yeah. nobody's really doing in person they're just calling people up or sending songs out um and so that kind of human interaction has gone away as well. So I can't go play songs for people necessarily because no one, you know, uh, some of the offices aren't open or, you know, people aren't seeing each other. So it's a little different. How do you decide what songs you want to play for others versus keep for your own recording career? Because, I mean, your big hits, Trying to Find Atlantis, When I Think About Angels, those are still played on country radio today in your voice. How do you decide this is one for me that I can do really well with versus I'm going to see maybe who wants this one. This was an idea I had and I don't want to record it, but I do want to try to get it out there. Well, I think in the past for me, it's not ha always been up to me necessarily, like with how far I knew that I was pregnant and I was going to be having my baby and taking some time off. And I knew when I turned it into the label, they didn't seem super excited about it. And I was like, well, I don't want this song to go to waste. So I'm going to, pitch it to Martina um but I but so I it could have been a song that I would have cut had I had it not have been a timing thing for me but now that I'm on my own if I write something that I really love I'm you know probably would save it for myself um or if I write something that I think yeah that's, I love this but it's not really something that I would say or it doesn't sound like my kind of song then I would pitch it to someone yeah and the um, the deluxe edition, uh, do you have a date on that? And uh, what kind of uh, songs can we expect on it? It's going to have, I think, two new songs, um, two or three. I'm trying to decide right now. Um, but it probably in the spring, like April or May. How do you think uh, meet and greets are going to go when things get back to some type of normalcy? Man, that is a good question. I'm not sure. I. I mean, numbers are going down, right? So things are going in a positive direction. And some of the places I play um, in the past, I would come out right after the show and sell merch and sit there and meet everybody as they go through. So I'm kind of hoping that still stays the same. I can't imagine 
um, not seeing everybody, but if they have to keep everybody distanced and keep them, you know, people apart for certain reasons, I, I totally understand it. And I think we all have to kind of just follow whatever the guidelines are, I guess. I think it'll be a little bit of a mixture. Some places won't be like Texas right now is pretty open. So, um, I think some places yeah. will be like that, and some will be way more cautious. Yeah, I guess it is kind of a localized yeah. thing at this point. Yeah, it's state by state, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Tennessee yeah. and Nashville are way more open than California. And that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you are? You're in California? Yeah, I'm in. I'm north of L.A. I'm, I'm in Bakersfield, and the last uh, arena show... I saw was uh, I think it was a year ago today, Blake Shelton. And, oh wow! Um, we actually were going to my ten year old daughter loves uh, country too, and we actually had tickets to see. Um, we I, I joined Carrie Underwood's fan club for her to go to a book signing and meet and greet in L.A., which was like St. Patrick's Day. Instantly, that got canceled within that week, and then things just started, yeah, going lockdown, and from there it just went downhill. So it was, uh, you know, quick for us, for sure, because I think we were the first state to be locked. Yeah, definitely. I've got some of my best friends are in L.A., so I know it's been, I've had one of my, um, her, anyway, she's my height, sorry, my other line was ringing, I was like, it's my daughter's clothes. Um, anyway, um, yes, her daughter came to live with us for five months of last year during the pandemic because at least my daughter and her daughter could be together and um, instead of her being bored by herself in California and not being yeah. able to go anywhere. We've had, you know, restaurants have been open and things like that. So we were happy to have her last year for a lot of the year. But, yeah, I hear California's really closed down. Yeah, I, I think they're starting to reopen. But as far as when shows start back up out here i i'm hoping soon but uh it's kind of who knows at this point i know yeah i sure do um i sure hope things change soon for you guys and for all of us you know yeah absolutely we're missing our music and missing meeting you guys and hopefully that'll happen sooner than later i know i know me too Jamie O'Neill, what a pleasure. Please stay safe in this weather. Please stay safe with this pandemic. And uh, let's get you back out on the road soon. And like we were just saying, hope to meet you and see you play sooner rather than later. And uh, excited for when it happens. You guys too. Thank you so much. Take care. So cool talking to her. And it's also really interesting where you're about to wrap up and then you get personal. And she starts talking about the family that came to live with her, you know, family friend that came to live with her and, and how she's been coping with it. It was so cool to get to talk to her for a few minutes. Yeah, and, you know, I know we may ask multiple artists about the whole meet and greet thing, but I we do that to kind of get their side of it because everybody's... It's, it's important to yeah. take their temperature and see how they feel about it, yeah. Yeah, because everyone's comfortability is obviously different, and, uh, you know, it's not always about that either. It is about the guidelines or the venues, uh, what, you know what they have in place as well but for the most part i mean obviously the the artist management all that have to agree on some middle ground there to have that happen so that'll be an awesome day when we can finally shed the masks and just be free again and see shows and meet them it's it's really cool when 
you get to go to a show and they come out uh, and meet you afterward, whether you have, you know, uh, a backstage meet and greet pass or whatever. But it is really cool on those, especially those smaller venues that they do that. And then she actually goes out and sells the merch, too, which is really cool. You, you don't hear of that too much. All right, well, we need to get to this song, this acoustic version of Wreck Me. She talked a little bit about it in the interview. Here is, with her exclusive performance of Wreck Me, Jamie O'Neill. What a better way to end it right there, Matt. I love her voice. I 
love her voice. Signing off for the Music Universe podcast, I'm Matt. And I'm Buddy. Thanks for listening. Keep checking out themusicuniverse.com for the latest news and reviews and check out our series, notable releases and weekend notes whenever they run on socials and uh, Britney's Instagram and sometimes Facebook lives as well. Follow us on socials as well. (laughs) 